touch it on. First John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, he's talking about God, as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, with God. And the blood of Jesus, we just talked about the blood, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. When we walk in the light. Okay? So we're walking in the light, we have fellowship with God, and the blood of Jesus is cleansing us. And that's what we're supposed to do. Amen? <laughs> and God has called us into fellowship. We have fellowship. This, this is the greatest honor we have. Hello? This is the greatest honor we have. We, we have fellowship with God. Amen. Hello? <laughs> we have fellowship with God. Hello? You see what I'm saying? Our faith foundation is not strong unless we understand these things. He says, we walk in the light, we have fellowship with God. This is where a lot of times we leave it. We leave it, well, I'm now in the family and I have a relationship with God through Christ. And that's good. It's a good start, right? Now what? Now we develop fellowship with God. We have fellowship with God. We have communion with God. We talk to God. We're not just related like uh, Aunt Susie who lives 500 miles away and you see her every 10 years. That's where a lot of Christians leave it, right there. Aunt Susie's 500 miles away and I see her every 10 years. That's relationship. But we're called into fellowship. Come on. We're called into fellowship with God himself. You getting this? Yeah. Come on. Talking to God is a precious privilege that God has given. It's been given to us. Talking to God. It's a privilege. We can talk to God anytime, right? We can pray. We can talk to God any time of the day. And guess what? God wants us to. <laughs> God wants us to pray. God wants us to talk to him, right? God isn't hoping that we go away. Well, I wish they'd just go away. I wish they'd stop talking to me. Go away. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Come on. God isn't tired of hearing your voice. I said, God is not tired of hearing your voice. Well, I think I just talked to God too much today. <laughs> I think God's probably tired of me. No, he's not. You getting this? Yeah. God isn't trying to take a nap. He don't need no naps. Coffee breaks. God doesn't need the coffee breaks or the naps. He's, he's wide awake all the time. And he's ready for his kids to talk to him. And he's waiting for us to have enough faith to talk to him. Come on now. Here's an example. So this week on Facebook, I'm in you know, a lot of different pastors groups and worship groups and you know, a lot of different Christian groups. And uh, this one pastor says on there, well, I, I've run out of ideas for sermons. Can you give me some ideas? How do you get your ideas for your sermons? I said... 
I talk to God. I ask him what he wants me to say, and then I say it. I have fellowship with God. He tells me what to say. I got a bunch of likes on that. That was cool. <laughs> and then one guy wrote below it, well, how do you discern the voice of God? I thought, well, that's a good question. And I gave him an example. I said, well, just this week, on Monday, I didn't know what to teach the youth. I had no idea what to teach the youth. So I asked the Lord on Monday, Lord, what do you want me to say to the youth today? Or on Wednesday. I'm asking, I, I start early in the week because I want to make sure I have time to hear from God, right? If it, if it takes a while. So I start, Lord, I'm asking for the word that you want me to give to the youth this week. So I ask for it in Jesus' name. I thank you for it. Amen. See, at that point, I believed I received. I have the answer that we've just been talking about. Right? I believe I receive. I have the answer. Now, I haven't heard it in my heart yet. I don't have the answer literally, right? But I know it's done. So now I'm just listening for the voice of God. Because I know he's going to answer me. I asked. Did you catch that? I know he's going to answer me because I asked. This is where a lot of Christians visit, right there. Well, I prayed and I just hope God does something. Oh, man, I'm, I think I might die if he doesn't. Oh, man. I mean, talk about your words, right? No, you pray, you ask God, you talk to God, and now you know the answer is there. However, you know, it, <laughs> you know, it does, time doesn't matter. You got to get over the time thing. When you ask God, you believe it's done, and it's done. Time. There's no time in the spirit realm. Come on. So I ask God. I believe God. For the right message. And I'm just working. I'm starting my work for the week. Getting videos done. Editings. You know, I got a whole big, I got, I got a huge checklist I do every single week. To move forward. Amen. To move forward. So I'm working. And I'm still thanking the Lord for the answer while I'm working. Right? With thanksgiving that you're, he says, uh, with all prayer and supplication, Philippians 4, 6, prayer and supplication that your request be made to known unto God with thanksgiving. So I'm thanking God. Thank you, Lord, for the answer for that. I, I know you're going to give me the right answer. I'll have the right word. So I'm working along, and all of a sudden, I hear in my heart, I, I, you know, we talked about the spirit, man. It doesn't come out of your mind. It comes out of your heart. Just like if I give a prophecy, I'm listening to what's coming up out of my heart. That's why a lot of times when I say things, even while I'm preaching, I say, whoa, did I say that? Because it came up out of my heart. And I hear it for the first time. I'm like, ooh, that was good. I got to go back and listen to that again. <laughs> Amen. So I heard relationships come up out of my heart. I'm like, that's my answer. I'm going to talk about relationships at youth this Wednesday. And I started preparing a message about relationships. Was it a blessing? Come on, come on. I, then I sent out, you. if you got the email, if you're not my email list, you let me know. I sent out the email and I, I gave you a brief little tiny summary of what I said at youth. Come on. But I told him, this is what I do. I pray, I ask God, I believe God that the answer is on the way. It, it's done. And, and and then I listen in my heart and I wait for God to speak. And when it comes up in my heart, I, there it is. That's how I discern the voice of God. And I got a bunch of likes on that. Come on. What am, why am I saying this? I said God is waiting for us to have enough faith to talk to him. 
This pastor who asked for us, us pastors, well, how do you get ideas for sermons? He should be talking to God. He shouldn't be asking me what to preach. <laughs> Come on now. He should be talking to God. Does he have enough faith to talk to God? We're supposed to get answers from God. We're supposed to be having fellowship with God. Come on. Sweet fellowship with our Father. So we must not see prayer as a drudgery, right? But as a pleasure to be enjoyed. Amen? We must understand that God wants, wants, wants our fellowship if we're going to have a strong foundation for faith. He wants our fellowship. Amen. You get that one? Let's look at John 14. Only four more hours to go. John 14, 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. Who's talking? Jesus. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. See, we ask in the name of Jesus, the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Did you catch that? If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Woo! We got to understand the authority in the name of Jesus. Come on. We've been given the power of attorney. In my name. Whatever you ask in my name. Come on. We can use his name, saints. We've been given the name. The power of attorney has been given to you. To meet physical needs, to meet spiritual needs, you have the power of attorney in the name. Cast out demons in that name. Come on. Suppose, suppose a very wealthy person gives you his name to use, right? Power of attorney. Here's my name. Here's my signature, however they do it. Oh, you get on that. You get a signature, right? You get a sign. You have power of attorney. He gives you power of attorney. Whatever I have is yours. You just sign. Well, you'd probably use that a little bit, wouldn't you? <laughs> Come on. Very wealthy person says, it's just sign and it's yours. Oh. Come on. Jesus owns it all, saints. Did you hear me? Jesus owns it all. He's given us his name. Now you don't, as I said last week, you don't need a billion dollars in the bank, do you? But if you have that name and you understand the authority in that name, what, what, what will you lack? You're not going to lack anything. You're not going to lack a thing. Come on now. If we understand the authority in the name, come on, we can bring the supply in by faith in that name. Are you hearing me? Or do you not believe in the authority in the name of Jesus? He said, whatever you ask in my name, that will, I will do it. 
Aren't they? I mean, seriously, saints, these are astounding statements that we often just run right over. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Can you imagine the disciples sitting there hearing this? Huh? Whatever. <laughs> Come on. These are, these are things that have never been said in the history of mankind. And Jesus said these things. No one else said these things. This is Jesus talking. These are astounding things. It's like Mark 11, 23. You shall not doubt. Whoever says to the mountain, you shall not doubt in his heart, believe the things which he says, so come past you, so have whatsoever he says. Jesus, say that again, because that was an overload. Right? This is the truth. I said these are the truths from God's word. Come on. Jesus owns everything. He gave us his name. All authority is in his name. If we don't understand that, if we don't understand the authority in that name, our foundation for faith is very, very weak. Very weak. Come on now. When we say in Jesus' name, right? If we understand the authority in that name, it's done. If we, th if we don't think there's much authority in that name, well, I'm going to say in Jesus' name and hope it works. That's magic, right? That's, that's not faith. No, no, no. When we say in Jesus' name, we've just applied the power of attorney. And it's done. Come on now. It's done. Woo! Huh? We got to get a revelation of that, right? Of the power in the name. The power in the name of Jesus. Whatever you ask in my name. People say, why do you, I, I don't even like it when you go to, you go to, you go to, you go, or you hear it on, you know, TV or something. You hear, you know, you hear a religious, something religious, right? And either they don't, they don't say the name at all, right, in their prayer. They don't say the name of Jesus at all. They don't say in the name of Jesus, amen. Or often they'll say, in Christ's name we pray, amen. I'm always like, why do you leave off Jesus? Every time. Christ means Messiah, the anointed one. Come on. He said in my name. Christ is not his name, saints. It means Messiah. He's Jesus the Christ. He's Jesus the Messiah. He's Jesus the anointed one. He is not Jesus last name Christ. He didn't, he didn't fill out his paperwork, first name Jesus, last name Christ. As we do all the time, right? First and last name. Jesus Christ. No! Maybe Jesus, son of Joseph or something like that, if they did that, you know. Right? They went by son of all the time, right? Son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so. But his name is Jesus. Yeshua. Come on. Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. All authority is in that name. Hallelujah. You getting it? All right, I got another point for you. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him, who, 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 who him, who him, Jesus. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Oh my, here we go, here we go. We got to get a hold of the fact that we are already righteous. 
You're not going to earn your righteousness ever, ever, ever. Nope, not going to earn it. Nope, it's a gift. Our good works will never, ever, 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 ever make us righteous. Never. Only the blood of Jesus can make us righteous. So we become the righteousness of God in Christ. Why do many Christians go to others for prayer? Not that it's wrong to go to people for prayer, amen? But they go, so, well, pastor, would you pray for me? I haven't really done this, but I should say, have you prayed? <laughs> That's a good answer. I'm going to start do that. <laughs> pastor, would you pray for me? Have you prayed? Well, I... Yeah. Come on. Why, why does that happen a lot? Because... Even Christians don't feel like they are righteous enough to pray. Confirmation's fine. But many don't go into God's presence because they feel condemned. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Come on. You, that's why I say we got to understand the foundation has to be we are righteous. I've said this before. You are never going to be more righteous than you are right now. Come on, you aren't going to be more righteous. Well, I, I can do better. I can. <laughs> oh, yes, we're saved under good works. Amen. But it doesn't make you more righteous because you're already in Christ and he is completely righteous. So you're in Christ and you have been made perfectly righteous now. Not when you do enough good works and you knock on enough doors, as many cults believe, right? Well, if I knock on enough doors and I, I witness enough about uh, God, I'm going to become righteous. No, you're not. You will never become righteous by knocking on doors. You will never, you, you go into things we like to do, right? Witness about Christ. You are never going to become righteous by witnessing about Jesus. Is it a good work to do? Absolutely. <laughs> but it doesn't make you more righteous, right? We're already seated in heavenly places. We're already raised to the highest place of righteousness that there is. We're in Christ. <laughs> Amen? Amen? When we actually get a hold of this, right, our prayer life will change. Our faith stance will change. Our faith foundation will change. Why? Because we will enter boldly Come on. We will enter boldly into God's presence. We will freely enter into God's presence. We will freely talk to God and we will not be condemned. There's therefore now no, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. How are you walking off the spirit? You're believing what God said about you. You're following what God said to do. Come on now. You're walking in the spirit. If you don't believe you're righteous now, you're not walking in the Spirit. Are you hearing me? Whoo, I'm telling you. I'm giving you a load today, but you're going to have to go and meditate on this all week. <laughs> Chew on this all week. Come on. We won't feel condemned in God's presence if we understand I am righteous now. And I have the same righteousness as Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. So I have no problem entering God's throne room. And he said, boldly come to my throne room. 
and so that you will receive 